Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm James. And welcome to the Cornwall Property Podcast, where every week we bring you the latest news, hot topics and guidance around the Cornwall property market. Stay tuned to be informed, inspired and to have any of your property-related questions answered by trusted local property professionals. Welcome back, episode 16. Here we are, and I am James. Good to be here. And I'm Dan, and this is the Cornwall Property Podcast. Thank you for joining us. If you haven't joined us before, we are here to inform, educate, inspire you guys to get involved with property. And we're trying to give a little particular emphasis on the Cornwall property market, obviously, hence the name. But the main issue and the main concern we've got is the the Cornwall housing prices that I'm sure all of us are well aware of now. But there is a severe lack of supply of property. And far too many people are still needing homes which aren't currently available. So what we're trying to do is educate you guys and how to to help tackle this crisis, bring in empty homes. There's a lot of empty homes and unsuitable homes in the Cornwall market currently that we would like to see brought back to the market. And with our help, hopefully, and some guidance, we can can all do that together. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, just... For you guys, uh, especially if it's your first time listening or viewing, you can send all of your information into us. You can do that by going to cornwallpropertypodcast.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, and you can then uh, send your message in that way. Or you can also get us on uh, social media. Most people go on the uh, Facebook platform and just, yeah, anything property related or anything that we can help with, uh, you know, let us know. And thank you to everybody that has been giving all these wonderful, uh, you know, points to us and also the questions. And without further ado, this is the uh, favourite, well, I say it's my favourite, I love interacting with our viewers and listeners. We've got the part of the show where we get to, uh, you know, have your questions coming in. So we have uh, Yvonne, uh, lovely comment here. I've been listening to your podcast and really enjoy it. I'm glad you do. And it's not too boring. It's always (laughs) nice to get that feedback. Uh, And uh, Yvonne's question was, you mentioned uh, previously about getting a mentor. How do you recommend finding one or are there any that you can recommend? I am looking to invest in property, well done, and I also have a property-related business, so looking for a mentor for both, if possible, but in relation to the investment side, would well, what would be most important? Ideally, looking to invest in commercial or um, commercial and residential. Yeah, interesting. Good well, question, Well, Jack. thank you for your support, and thank you for obviously getting in touch. So it's a, an interesting question and a good, really good question. And I, I, we are, James and I, uh, we, are, we are in business together. Uh, obviously, we do the podcast together. We are true believers of mentorship. We have two mentors, actually. We have a general business mentor and we have a property-specific mentor as well. And, and why do we have that? Why do we have a mentor? Simply a mentor is someone that we can go to to share and get that kind of Hawkeye kind of bird's eye view on the business and our, our vision and just be told that, Dan, James, no, don't do it. You're being ridiculous. Or, yeah, great idea. Just that get, that get a bit of a steer. And I think the idea is that you're trying to find people that are doing what you want to be doing or they've done what you want to be doing. So people that can help you maybe avoid pitfalls that you don't know are there yet. Someone that can help push you in the directions that you're not sure if you should be going in. So I think it's just a, a way of looking at a, a foggy foggy road ahead of you, but the mentor can help just clear the mist, clear the fog, and make that direction far clearer um, and, and make it a, a hopefully a bit less painful. There's bound to be hurdles and things you're going to come across investing and in any business type of thing. But so if you've got someone who has been there and has done that, has the experience and can help you avoid and navigate these pitfalls, then I'd rather be uh, 
avoiding and learning from other people's mistakes and making my own personally. And I know you're a massive, massive believer in that too, James. Big time. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it, it's a given that, you know, lots of uh, successful people uh, in the world do have mentors, you know, from Richard Branson to Bill Gates, they've all got mentors and it is a bit of a denominator. And it's, uh, I think on a property side of things, you know, if you are investing on your own, as we've discussed previously in podcasts, it can get quite, quite lonely, mm. quite stressful, especially if you've got big refurbs on or, you know, property is quite daunting because we're, you know we are we're not dealing with uh you know two grand for a new car and you're going to try and sell it for three we're talking you know in many cases hundreds of thousands of pounds worth so it's quite nice just to brush shoulders with that mentor and get some guidance uh and to you know let some steam off with that you know that individual but also when you break it down you can you can have a real talent if you're a football a famous footballer in the making right and you're you're very good at hitting the ball but you still need that coach don't you to fine tune and maybe do a thousand corners or penalties to really fine tune the direction that you want to go and then that mentor can help you get noticed and it's 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 no different with property that you know you can go out there and read lots of books and things but just as you've said Dan, just go and find people uh, that can mentor you that have done it all before you and I see one of the biggest values is you're buying into their mistakes that you don't have mm, to find out the hard way uh, and you know and progress your property uh, journey so I would highly recommend it and you know I, I have a mentor uh, myself and I also have mentees that I mentor because uh, I really enjoy it and I love helping other people and uh, generally most mentors do because yeah mm. it, it's not a cheap way to go for sure but if you think where do I want to be in five years time and they're going to be able to help you get there in two then it's a fast track isn't it no break yeah that's it. So part of your question about was obviously, how do you find a mentor? And for me and our, well, us as well, um, how we found a mentor is we've networked, getting yourself amongst the crowds in terms of we're very, very interested in property. So we go to property events, whether that be networking events um, locally or on a national basis, but trying to find people doing what we want to be doing and people who are a few steps, few years ahead of us. Um, but are achieving the things that we want to be achieving. So they would be, first of all, right, okay, for example, this is we, we know our goals, we've set our goals, we do that every, um, we, we revise them every quarter, but we sit down every year, at the end of every year to just say, look, reflect on what we've achieved this year, we look at them, where do we want to be this following, this next year? And then each quarter we'll just have a little um, QGM, we call it, so a quarterly general meeting, we'll have a meeting just to reflect on, right, are we still on track to achieve these goals? Yes, brilliant. If not, why not? And then how do we get back on track? So a mentor will help you do this as well. But how do you find that mentor? You need to get yourself in the crowds with people mixing with people that are doing what you want to be doing, whether it's a general business, because you mentioned you, you want to get involved with property. Well, you need to start going to some property events. And a mentor, it doesn't have to be a formal um, arrangement either. It might just be someone who is uh, ahead of you ahead of uh, you where you are currently and you might just say well look would it be possible to take you out for some lunch obviously there's going to be a fair exchange there you can't expect busy people to just give up their time and i never we never would either but i think as a case of, well look james you can see you've, you've done a lot and you've you're a lot further ahead than me and you're doing what i'd love to do like james not necessarily maybe be a formal mentor but would you mind going for dinner with me or would you come to lunch with me it'll be on me it'll be but uh, so James, what's James getting out of it? Well, James is getting a, a nice lunch out of it, but he's also getting a it's little bit of network. Bonus, he's always a bonus. He, yeah. he likes his lunch. But um, again, it's just finding something that, well, what is it? Because you can't just go and try and be a leech and suck all this information because why do these people want to give you this? If they're not going to be paid for it, uh, rightly or wrongly, if, if people, these people are busy, they're successful people, which is why you're approaching them. So they value their time. So it's Big finding time. something, right, 
James, I want. I could really do is sitting down with James. I could really do is sitting down with Dan. But okay, well, what is it that I could do or have or could offer them that would be of interest to them, so that they want to sit down with me? So I think that is the key. So that's quite an informal way. Or if you know there are actual formal mentors available or around, or even just speak. Who are your mentors? Ask other people. Like we're happy to get in touch again, Yvonne, if you want to know who we work with. Happy to put you in the same um, in contact with our mentors and see if they could help you as well. But um, yeah, I think the key is just mixing with the right people, doing what you want to be doing, and just talk to them. Find out what they're doing, and um, if you like them, you're on, you've got the same vibe. It might not be the same type of person that you want to work with, character-wise. It's just finding someone <clears throat> who, who will fit and help you. Absolutely, and uh, uh, just a small bit of advice this is just for myself, really. Like there are lots of um, mentors that will do stuff like online and all that type of stuff, mm. but I personally think you want that tangibility of actually. This is not just for the free lunch, by the way, but it's <laughs> it, it's actually going to sit down with somebody with a laptop, and you can actually physically write down your goals where you want to be and listen to their stories. It's just a bit nicer doing it, you know, at a cafe or something like that, where you can, you know, just crunch some numbers and uh you know brush shoulders and uh you know mentors have a nature for helping others yeah. so you know if you ask you're not going to get turned down um, no. so yeah no. go for it no so hopefully that helps Yvonne and again if you've got any more questions off the back of that obviously you are most welcome to get back in touch again but really appreciate your time and uh, thanks for listening so next question James I'm going to throw this one at you this is from Paul in Camelford again Paul thanks for getting in touch and Paul's question is well he said he, uh, he's looking to dive into the buy to let world good man and i know a lot of the calculations are done on the property in terms of lending and its performance do you have to have a good credit rating also or does it not really matter james well that's a good question there paul and um <clears throat> well done for jumping into the buy to let yeah. world you know obviously going to be uh, taking helping action. taking action exactly that and uh, you are absolutely right you have um well, what they call stress tests that mortgage companies do. So the majority of the numbers, you know, you're you're buying it for this, you're going to do some refurb to it and refinance, or maybe you're just going to buy and hold, they will look at the property's performance. Now, by performance, if you're going to rent it out, which if it's a buy-to-let, obviously you are going to be letting it out, they would just have a look at, you know, the gearing, really. Um, by gearing, we mean, you know, how much money you've got borrowed against the property, how much equity um, that you've got in the property and how much the rental is going to uh, be. And they're going to do a stress test on that. Typically, uh, you'll be looking at 145%, um, you know, of, of the rental income that's coming in per annum. And they do it on that. However... Credit rating definitely does come into the mix. Now, we've talked in uh, previous podcast episodes about the benefits of buying uh, in a limited company, limited liability. Most people think that, oh, well, that's great. Well, it's all going to be done on the company that I've just set up and it's all nice and clean. It doesn't quite work like that. You have to look at it from the lender's point of view. The lenders are lending you money. That's their business. They want to lend you lots of money, but they want to de-risk it as much as possible. So, you know, limited liability with a, a limited company. What happens if Dan folded his, you know, newly born limited company for two months and then that's it and they never get their money back? Of course they don't. What they do do after the stress test is they'll then look at the individual, the director of the company and the individual and they'll start picking them apart. And although most of the figures are done on the performance of the property they want to have their backstop so they will look firstly at your um credit rating and um what we've talked about previously with dan's uh, question there uh from yvonne you know it's you, you do need to have a good credit rating um, because, the, you know, the banks are wanting to lend uh, to you and your mentor will tell you. That's the point I was going to make. The mentor will say, 
that's the first thing my mentor said to me how did your credit rating look and you can go on uh, lots of uh, companies online like um, uh, Equifax uh, for example uh, Experian is quite a popular one um, and you can just sort of unpick it and see um, you know how, how you're looking and are you lendable basically and although you might have um, you know good lending history uh, maybe on credit cards or finance on a car what people don't realize that what what can knock your credit rating and that can be something really simple like a credit card you had 10 years ago and you've only got one pound on it uh, but you know you haven't paid made a payment to that credit card and that credit card says oh my god i'm chasing you again and again they were sending the letters to the old address and then suddenly you've got bailiffs you know coming out after you just for a pound you know that's one thing um something i learned the hard way in the uh, early property days i i had really good lending uh, power uh, but then I realized my credit rating took a huge knock. Uh, and that was basically because I moved house, uh, but it was on one of my credit cards. I didn't owe anything on it, but I didn't tell them that I'd uh, moved uh, address. And they still had me registered on the other card. And basically, when the lender did some searches, they found one card wasn't registered. So it can, it's quite sensitive, isn't it, mm. Dan, the credit rating? What oh, massively, yeah. And, and it's, I think the key there is people naively may think and we would have done it back in the day before we learned and, and the mentors helped guide us back at the start in terms of you think, okay, well, I'll buy in a limited company. Well, all the assets will be in a limited company. Well, no, obviously they're not going to lend. Although you're, built, you're, you're doing this in a limited company, they're lending to you, mm. the, the director of the limited company. So they, of course they're going to do checks on, on, on yourself. So yeah, I think it's, it's key just to keep tabs on that credit rating. Um, I too have had a similar situation where James is, um, I had a, credit card i literally i think i had two pound outstanding on a credit card from a i think it was probably like a a, a drop an icloud subscription that i forgot to move across mm. two pound again the next month it went up to four pounds the next month it went up to six pound but because i hadn't updated my address and my details i wasn't aware of this so when it came to to get um lending on someone else it's kind of well actually there's a there's something's been flagged up here as a risk on your credit rate well my credit score's in like late 900s or what's the problem mm. but it literally is it was because there was a, a four pound debt that had um, accumulated from a couple of months and we we're unaware but again it's so 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 important just to regular regularly check that credit rating again it costs 15 pounds 99 a month yeah um, i think you get a month three as well for, uh, for Experian. so it's just so so good and so so important just to regularly just keep a little eye on that credit score you can just log in free of charge to Experian just to find out your credit score and just to get an overview but if you want to get uh, a more in-depth report on every sort of uh, bit of information under your name that all the lenders could see and, um, and want to know then you pay uh, 15.99 to upgrade your subscription from a free account to 15.99 and you can get that report but again after a month cancel it you've got it um, absolutely and you've made such a valid point there Dan, that you know you get to see what the lenders see people mm. think they can just sign up to experience they get the free month they cancel it and then two months later they find themselves actually applying for finance uh, for a you know a lender for a property uh, but then you know i can see everything on the first page mm. the headline page that no it's all green it's fine and then the lender you know uh, revokes the uh, the offer because there's something you didn't realize you didn't even think of you know we humans we're busy people we don't always see everything so so it mm. is great to get that. The earlier you can find these issues, the better. Absolutely. So. Um, but uh, yeah, it does certainly matter because the banks, although there's some great rates at the moment, um, because of the situation around the world and the pandemic, they are tightening the strings massively. So there's more hoops that you've got to get through. So credit rating is a given. Yep. Yeah. Always make sure that it's looking good. And like we always say, Paul, always seek professional advice. Obviously, these are just our opinions from our experiences, but um, we are by no means financial 
advisors or anything like that. So just always double check with your broker um, at what sort of um, requirements they they would want to see. But typically from our experience, yeah, the credit rating is important. Absolutely. So that brings us to close on the Ask Dan and James episode this week. So that's episode 16 of the Cornwall Property Podcast. We're ticking through. I hope we you're are. enjoying. Um, I hope you, if you haven't listened back, yeah, feel free to have a little scroll back and listen to the early podcast. But for those that have listened from the start and are still listening, thank you so, so much for your support and most importantly for your questions because we couldn't do this episode without them. So, uh, yeah, James, how can people get in touch if they want to, to want, well, have a question, I suppose? Yeah, they can go to cornwallpropertypodcast.com. They can send us an email, hello at cornwallpropertypodcast.com as well. Uh, but the majority, let's be honest, we're in a social world these days and people are always scrolling on Facebook. Literally just go onto our page there and, uh, you know, get get talking to us. We are here waiting to listen. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Indeed. And again, please like, subscribe to our channels and uh, we really, really appreciate any feedback. And um, yeah, thank you once again for listening with us today. That's a goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Bye.